Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we resume tonight, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, with the explanation of the book called Al-Ha'iyya, which is one of the great books of Aqidah, which was written in poetry form for the great Imam Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood, Al-Sijistani rahimahullah, from the pious predecessors. And we've covered a number of chapters in the book, all revolving around the topic of creed, the topic of aqidah, and clarifying the aqidah of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah. And tonight, the great Imam Rahimahullah, he begins mentioning some of the deviant sects in his book. And this is also part of creed and part of aqidah. Because aqidah, my brothers and sisters, it is learnt and studied in two ways. The first is by learning the correct aqidah, which is the aqidah of the salaf, the aqidah of Ahl sunnati wal jama'ah. And the second way is by learning the false and deviant sects. Because when you learn falsehood, you know to abstain away from it. And that is why many of the ulama like Imam Abu Bakr rahimahullah and others, they would warn and they would mention the deviant sects in their books of Aqidah in order to protect and preserve the truth. So he says, rahimahullah, in his book, وَلَا تَعْتَقِدْ رَأْيَ الْخَوَارِجِ إِنَّهُ مَقَالُ لِمَنْ يَهْوَاهُ يُرْدِ وَيَفْضَحُ In this line of poetry, He's speaking about the deviant sect known as the Khawarij. He says, and do not hold a belief like the Khawarij. Do not hold the Aqidah or the belief like the Khawarij. For it is a position held by only those who desire it. Only those who desire this Aqidah follow it. And it is destructive and disgraceful. He says, the aqidah of the khawarij is destructive, no doubt. When you study history and you see the effect of the khawarij on the ummah, they cause nothing but destruction. And it is disgraceful. So the khawarij, my brothers and sisters, they are one of the misguided sects. And they have been given the name khawarij. And the name Khawarij, or the word Khawarij, is derived from the word Kharaja, which means to leave. And they're called Khawarij because they leave the mainstream of the Muslims. And they leave and they rebel against the Muslim leader, the Khalifa. This is why they are given the title or the name Khawarij. And the first Khalifa who the Khawarij broke away from was none other than the great Sahabi Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. 
when he was the Khalifa, the Khawarij, they broke away from him and they rebelled against him and they took up arms against Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. They even claimed that Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu was a non-Muslim. They made takfir of the great Imam, the great Khalifa, the great Sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And their reason for that is because they accused Ali radiallahu anhu of judging or allowing men to judge rather than Allah azza wa jal. This was their misconception. They claimed that Ali radiallahu anhu, because during the fitna between Ali and Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, during that fitna they came to an agreement where Ali radiallahu anhu brings a party from him and from him and they meet together in order to come up with rulings. The Khawarij did not like that. And they accused Ali radiallahu anhu of ruling or letting mankind rule rather than Allah. They acted as though they were more knowledgeable than the Sahaba. And they would use the verse as a dalil, even though it was not a dalil for them. The verse where Allah Azza wa Jal says, In il hukmu illa lillah. That the judgment is for none but Allah Azza wa Jal. So they came up with this misconception. They accused Ali radiallahu anhu of judging or allowing men, men to judge rather than Allah. And they would say Allah says in the Quran that judgment is for Allah alone. They couldn't process in their minds that Ali radiallahu anhu brought a party from his side in order for them to give a judgment. So when they came up with this misconception, Ali radiallahu anhu, from how wise he is, he knew the correct thing to do, the correct approach. So he sent them one man. One man when the Khawarij were about 12,000 in number at that time. They were about 12,000. So Ali radiallahu anhu sent them one man. And who's this man? He's worth a million. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, the great Sahabi. The one who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him as a child. He said, Allahumma faqihu fiddin wa'allimhu ta'wil. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about Ibn Abbas, he said, Oh Allah, give this young boy understanding of the religion and teach him the meaning of the Quran. That's why Ibn Abbas was one of the greatest scholars of the Sahaba. So Ali radiallahu anhu sent Ibn Abbas to go debate against the Khawarij. So when Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu approached them, they mentioned what they said. They said Ali radiallahu anhu, he allowed humans to be those in whose hands is in the judgment. Yani Ali allowed the humans to judge rather than Allah. So then Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu refuted them. And he said, hang on. But didn't Allah azza wa jal himself give man the authority to judge in affairs? Allah himself in the Quran gave man the authority to judge. And then he mentioned some of the adilla, Like the affair of the rabbit. When the rabbit is hunted 
by the one in ihram. If someone hunts, because you know you're not allowed to hunt when you're in ihram. Allah Azza wa Jal, He said, the penalty for hunting in ihram is offering. You make an offering, a sacrifice that is brought to the Kaaba of an eatable animal. A sheep, a cow, a camel. Equivalent to the one he killed. And then Allah Azza wa Jal says, يَحْكُمُ بِهِ ذَوَى عَدْلٍ مِّنْكُمْ He says, as judged by two just men among you. So here Ibn Abbas is bringing the dalil. That Allah himself said, bring two men to judge in that affair for the one who hunted a, a rabbit or hunted in ihram. So this is one proof. He says, and did Allah Azza wa Jal not give men the authority to judge between the husband and the wife? When Allah Azza wa Jal says, if you fear a breach between them, the husband and the wife, then appoint two arbitrators, one from his family and the other from her family, if they both wish peace. And Allah called them hakaman, a hakam from her side and a hakam from his side. The word hakam means judge. So now Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu is refuting the khawarij. So Allah azza wa jal allowed men to judge. So Ali radiallahu anhu's decision to allow a party to make judgment is from this type. This is not the judgment that they are claiming of changing Allah's law. No. This is giving judgment according to the Sharia. That's who Ali radiallahu anhu sent and Muawiyah radiallahu anhu. And when Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu refuted them, 4,000 repented from the 12. That's how great Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu was. But the remaining ones, they remained as khawarij. And they continued to fight against Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. So the Imam says, don't have the aqidah of the khawarij. It is a position held only by those who desire it. Meaning, they love and they follow this evil position. The khawarij, they love to be upon the path that they are upon. He said, and it is destructive. Meaning, it destroys the one who utters this position because the belief of the khawarij is a dangerous belief because the khawarij, their aqidah part of it is to make takfir of the Muslims just like they did with Ali radiallahu anhu and many of the sahaba so it is an evil aqidah and it is one of the first if not the first deviant sect that came out in Islam and it contains the concept of declaring the Muslims to be kuffar. This is the main يعني, point of the khawarij. To call the Muslims disbelievers. Deeming their lives and their wealth to be halal. They make the blood and the wealth of the Muslims halal to take. And this belief of theirs also includes the idea of rebelling against the Muslim rulers who rule by the Sharia. 
So this is the way, the methodology of the Khawarij, from which other, the Sheikh says, disgusting methodologies spin off. Therefore, do not hold this belief. This is what the great Imam is advising us. Do not have the aqidah, the belief of the Khawarij. Do not even incline towards it. Rather consider it to be me falsehood. You must believe that the aqidah of the Khawarij is batil. And it is falsehood. And note that what has proceeded is in reference to the one who merely holds their position. The Sheikh is saying what the Imam mentioned here is only the one who has their views. Then what about the one that actually implements what they believe? From the fighting of the Muslims, the killing of the Muslims, declaring them to be kuffar and so forth. This person no doubt is even worse. So this is the khawarij that the ulama of the salaf from the time of the sahaba and onwards, they would warn against. They would warn against. The sheikh then moves on or the imam then moves on to another deviant sect and that is the sect known as the murji'a. The murji'a, my brothers and sisters, are always mentioned when they speak about the khawarij. Because they are two opposites. The khawarij make takfir of the murji'a and the murji'a declare the khawarij to be deviant and so forth. Their aqidah are complete opposite. One is extreme in one way, the other one is extreme in another way. So regarding the murji'a, the imam rahimahullah says, and do not be a murji'a. So he's telling us, don't be from the khawarij. And then he says, do not be a murji'a. One who plays games with his religion. Because this is who the murji'a are. They play games with their deen. Surely the murji' is joking with religion. He makes a joke out of the religion. This is the murji'. Okay, how? First of all, who are the murji'a? The sheikh says the murji'a, they are the second opposing side to the khawarij. They have been given the name murji'a from the Arabic word al-irja' which means to defer or to hold back because the murji'a they deferred actions from being part of iman the murji'a believe actions salah dhikr all of the, the actions that you do they say it's not part of iman okay what is iman according to the murji'a tasdiq to believe in the heart. This is what the murji'a believe. They believe that if you have iman in your heart and you don't do any actions, you're a complete believer. So subhanAllah, they went the complete opposite of the khawarij. The khawarij are extreme in one way and the murji'a are extreme in leniency. And that's why the Imam says they play around with the religion. To them, if you don't pray, if you don't fast, if you don't do hajj, 
If you don't do anything, but you believe in Allah in your heart, you're a complete mu'min. Your iman and the one who prays and fasts and whatever else is exactly the same. This is what the murji'ah believe. They asserted that actions are not included in iman. To them, actions are not part of iman. So if a person believed with his heart and did not perform any actions, not offering the salah, giving charity, not carrying out the obligations, or even avoiding the haram, even if he does all the haram, as long as his iman is in his heart, as they claim, he is a complete mu'min. A complete believer. And this, no doubt, is a false methodology. Because it contained within it a total denial and rejection of righteous amal and their importance. How can the person who prays and the person who doesn't pray be on the same level of iman? How can the person who prays and gives zakat and does hajj and enjoins the good and forbids the evil and avoids the haram have the same iman as someone that doesn't do any of that? To the murjia, that's the case because to them actions is not from iman. So he said, Rahimahullah, do not be a murji, one who plays games with his religion. Because the methodology of the murji'a is a form of playing with the religion. According to them, a slave is a believer, even though he does not perform any actions, deeds. Even if he abandons the salah, and fasting, and charity, and hajj. It could be the case that he does not perform any good deeds his entire life. And even if he committed every haram, and this is a false methodology, due to this, the wicked, disobedient sinners are pleased with this methodology. The ones who love doing haram love the murji'a because they make them feel good. Even up until today, irja exists. Don't think these are beliefs and ideologies of the past. No. You might even hear it from ignorant Muslims. Yami, why don't you pray? Iman is in the heart. How many times have we heard that? Maybe from some of the oldies. Your Iman is in your heart. Or one that always makes us laugh is when a sister is asked why she doesn't wear the hijab, she says, my hijab is in my heart. That's something that doesn't process in the brain. So this ideology is falsehood. And you can see how dangerous it is because it makes people comfortable with not obeying Allah. No matter what they do, no matter what they do in their life, they're believers and they're going to paradise. This is exactly like Christianity. Exactly. What does Christianity believe? No matter what you do, as long as you accept Jesus as your saviour, you go to the priest, confess your sins, khalas, everything is clean, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you do, Jesus died for your sins. Irja and Christianity, very similar. No matter what you do, you're going to paradise. As long as you believe in your heart. For both the khawarij and the murji are very dangerous. They are both dangerous sects.
The sheikh or the imam continues and he says, Surely the murjah is joking with the religion. Meaning he does not take the deen seriously. And it's true. He denies Allah's orders and prohibitions. And according to their methodology, there is no need for commands and prohibitions. And this is no doubt playing with the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. Then the imam teaches us the correct aqidah. The murji'ah, they believe that iman is belief in the heart only. He then says and say that true iman is sayings of the tongue, belief in the heart or intentions and actions of your limbs. And that is the correct definition of Iman according to Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. If we were to look at the three sects, the Khawarij, the Murji'ah, and Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the truth, each one has a definition of Iman. The Khawarij, do you know what Iman to the Khawarij is? To the Khawarij, Iman is doing every obligation and staying away from every haram. That's iman according to the khawarij. And that is an extreme definition. Because according to them, if you don't do every wajib, and if you don't avoid every haram, you do not have iman. That's why according to the khawarij, the one who sins is a disbeliever. Or the one who performs major sins is a disbeliever. So their definition, look how extreme it is. The murji'ah were extreme in lenient, leniency. They said iman is belief in the heart, that's all. Ahlul sunnah wal jama'ah, the truth, middle path, always. Iman is made up of three things. Sayings of the tongue, belief in the heart, and your actions, all of that is Iman. So your belief in your heart, that's from your Iman. The sayings that you say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, the good that you speak, this is from Iman. And the actions of your limbs, your salah, your hajj, jihad, all the actions that are done with the body, this is all part of Iman. The murji'ah took actions out. That's why to them, you, if you don't act, it doesn't matter. You're a complete believer. The khawarij and the murji'ah, they agree on one thing regarding Iman. They both believe that Iman is something fixed in the heart. And what that means, to the Khawarij and the Murji'ah, even though they're complete opposites, they both believe that Iman is one thing. It does not have parts and it doesn't go up and down. According to the Khawarij and the Murji'ah, you either have Iman completely or you don't have it at all. That's what the Khawarij and the Murji'ah agreed on, even though they're both on the opposite side of scales. So the Khawarij believe you either have Iman or you don't. 
The murji'ah believe you either have iman or you don't. But it's in the heart. You either have it in the heart or you don't have it at all. Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah believes iman goes up and down. Some people have more iman than others. If you do more good deeds than someone else, your iman is higher than theirs. If someone does more haram than someone else, his iman is less than that person. And the nusus, the text, prove this. Many verses in the Qur'an and the sunnah show that iman goes up and down. Allah says in the Qur'an, لِيَزْدَادُوا imana, So that they can increase in iman. That shows iman increases and it decreases. Iman increases by doing good deeds. When you do good deeds, your iman goes up. A lot of people ask, they say, Sheikh, I feel my iman is down. How do I pick it up? Very simple. Islam gave us the solution. If my iman is down, I lift it by doing good. Praying sunnah, fasting, extra days, giving more charity and so forth. When you do good actions, your iman goes up. When you disobey Allah, your iman goes lower. This is the aqidah of Ahlul sunnah wal jama'ah. So here, the imam taught us something great. And he showed us the three different <coughs> views. The view of the khawarij in iman, the view of the murjia in iman, and then the view of ahl sunnah regarding iman. And inshallah we will continue in our next lesson. On this point. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.